we all act out mm-hmm. in our emotions. Some just choose sad, some choose angry. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. they're kind of built that way, whether through nature or nurture. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I I appreciate hearing you guys because what I what I heard through all of that was very much this idea of a man who knows what he needs to do mm-hmm. and fulfill yeah. and, and is willing to take care of you and protect you, mm-hmm. which immediately I guarantee you'll hear, well, you know, you should be a strong independent, independent woman. woman. <laughs> And that's, like, so stupid because it's, like, just because you want a strong man doesn't mean you're not a strong woman yourself. It's, like, just a very strong woman. And her husband goes out every day and goes to work. And she takes care of the house. Like, I don't think that it makes Mm -hmm. her less of a woman to be, like, a stay-at-home, like, mom or a stay-at-home wife. I think it almost, in a way, makes you more of a woman you know like yeah. men and women are created this Different. is just all the feminists are going to come after us and you know what i need you to just sit down for a second okay <laughs> before you come for us men yeah. and women are created differently yeah we have different roles right we, we have different purposes exactly it's not like we not that we can't do the same thing that man can do it's just like I mean, honestly, we can't do everything I can't do. Right. Like, that's why, that's where we come in. Like, the things that they can't do, that's when we come in and do them. And the things that we that um, we can't do, that's when they can't come in. They, right. We complete each other. Right. Absolutely. We, we're not, like, the these separate, well, we, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's not, like, like, he's not created. And I like mm. this image because I've heard it so much, especially, like, in the church, where it's, like, when God created man and woman, he didn't mm. take Eve out of Adam's head for women to be above men mm-hmm. and she didn't take Eve or he didn't take Eve out of Adam's feet because men was not meant to be above mm-hmm. women he took Eve from his side mm-hmm. because they're meant to be side by side walking forward together I like that. and he creates woman as the helper she's literally mm-hmm. supposed to come alongside mm-hmm. and help and f- fill in some yeah. of those gaps like God created man and probably went, well, he needs a helper because hmm. uh, <laughs> he, he's not doing well on his own. Right. He needs, he needs a companion. It's not good for him to be alone. So mm-hmm. let's create someone who can fill in some of those gaps, mm-hmm. who sees things in a different way that he doesn't see them and who values things in a different way that, than he values them. Right. Help them be more well-rounded together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe just like circle all of this back is like when you don't have men who are willing to step up to the plate I think it makes it that much harder for women to step forward Mm -hmm. and be the helper that they were created to be Mm -hmm. Um, and it makes it that much harder for them to come alongside a man and say well this is how I see this or what if we go about it this way or what if we compromise here when you use these ideas of like toxic masculinity um and like women like force that down men's throat and like how you were saying that um oh my god what did you say <laughs> when you had said like um it's almost um oh my gosh my train of thought um how the psychologists have kind of pretty much defined almost what it means to be a man as toxic masculinity yeah. um when you take that away from men you kind of have created this society where women are like, you have to understand us. You have to listen to us. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
I don't know if that makes any sense, but it, it kind of like suppresses the man. Mm-hmm. It's gotten to like this point where like, again, feminists calm down. <laughs> um, where like the women have almost like risen up mm-hmm. and said, you need to calm down because we haven't had opportunity to be who we want to be mm-hmm. when it's like, it's not about necessarily being who you want to be. It's about helping somebody else. And it's about being one person together and like mm-hmm. in union. Yeah. And I, I think the beautiful part of that is when the man is doing what he's supposed to be doing, right. he frees the woman up to be able to do what mm-hmm. she feels called to do. Yeah. Right. And so the the scripture says man will leave his father and mother and cleave to mm-hmm. his wife as one flesh, right? And then in Ephesians, it talks about the husband is supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church, which means sacrificing your life for her. Mm-hmm. Now, this doesn't mean doormat. It's sacrificed yeah. by just mm-hmm. laying down on right. the ground and she'll walk all over you and <laughs> you'll be beautiful, right? <laughs> but it, it says to pour out everything of yourself for her. Mm-hmm. And what I picture this is, and, and you guys gave confirmation to that, is you don't want to be on a hot roof all day Mm-mm. earning hard no. dollars <laughs> to pay the bills. <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't want to work. Mm-hmm. Right. But... Yeah. If he can go out and do that work Mm -hmm. and he can take care of that tough, hard Mm -hmm. work, it frees you up to be able to pursue the things that God calls you for. And there is absolutely no resentment in him. Mm -hmm. He is built to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And a a well-adjusted man is completely built to provide and care Mm -hmm. for his family. It's how God created us. Right. And a woman is absolutely positively created to take care mm-hmm. of the other aspects. And th- you said helper. Right. Notice that's the same term that we use for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, exactly. We, we don't say, mm-hmm. well, you know, the Holy Spirit's my helper, so therefore I'm better than the Holy Spirit. No, like I'm, I'm bowing down because the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is helping God. Right. And one of my kind of jokes is the Lord will speak through the wife to see if the husband's listening. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, dude, it's been true in my life. Like, there have been times where I needed, and, and I didn't hear it at first, and I had to go back and, and be silent for a little while to go, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. Women are, are created with skills and, and abilities that men aren't. Mm-hmm. Now, every woman's different. Yeah. And some women are more driven to be in the workplace. Some women are more driven to stay home. Mm -hmm. Some women are more driven to have kids. Some women Mm -hmm. are less driven. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I think what the big issue becomes is you have had it shoved into your heads for so Mm -hmm. long that you have to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Mm -hmm. Then you'll be happy. Yeah, for sure. Those women aren't happy. (laughs) So it... (laughs) And, and prove I, me wrong. Prove me wrong. Like change my mind. <laughs> Harvard. Harvard has actually run into this, and and I, I'd have to look it up, but I remember there was a female lawyer that was giving a speech at, at Harvard, and I don't remember if it was a graduation or other female lawyers, but basically called out the fact that like fifty percent of them wouldn't be in wouldn't be in the profession within mm-hmm. like five years. They all right. they all drop out. Yeah. You notice as the decades go on and women get families, they have kids, they, they, other things in their life happen, 
they have less and less interest about making it to the top of the career ladder. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you have to be a little bit insane to want to work 80, 90 hour weeks, week after week after week after week, and in a hyper-competitive realm Mm -hmm. where it's cutthroat, where you could lose your job tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and you have all of this stress weighing down on you just to earn a couple extra $100,000. Even the men that are doing that, there's... The ones who who are in it and love it, there's something, you know. (laughs) Right. You have to be a little bit off Mm -hmm. in order to just absolutely adore that type of lifestyle. But there are people who do, you know, Mm -hmm. because they are fully invested. Mm -hmm. And I would even say, okay, are those men well-balanced or are those men way way Mm -hmm. off in left field? Right. And why are they pursuing all of this? Mm -hmm. But women especially, I don't think, tend to want that. They've been told they need to have it. They've been told in order to be a strong, independent woman, you have to be career woman. Mm -hmm. Yet then when you get 35, 40, you realize you never got married, you never had kids, you want to start a family, but there's not really any prospects, and now you're behind the eight ball because maybe you have about five years left before Mm -hmm. you just can't have kids anymore. And there were a lot of women from the original feminist movement who have actually started coming out saying we screwed up. Yeah. It was a lie. We, we weren't, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I know this got onto the topic of women a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you know, straight white male here talking yeah. about femininity. Again, let's talk about abortion now. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> and Texas. Um, but to, to zero back into men, men have that within them. Mm-hmm. Right. And both of you called like, I want a guy who will stand up. I want a guy who will mm-hmm. provide. I want a guy who will give me the freedom to be able to do what God's calling me to do. In men, I call it the legacy gene. Men have, have something deep innate in them to leave a legacy behind them. Mm-hmm. They want something that lasts yeah. right. left behind. And I, I don't, I, I want to talk to a lot of women and see if they've got that or if it's more about shaping family, right? <laughs> I have, I was actually talking to Karen about this the other day. I, for me personally, I, I want that. Like, you want legacy? Mm-hmm. You want to leave something intergenerational? I want to cool. leave something behind. Like, I want to be known for something. Cool. Like, I want to be known that for, like, that I, cha- like, changed something. Like, I impacted, like, something, right. you know? I don't want to just die and be forgotten. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you think about that? I'll never forget you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> do, you, do you feel that like innate mm-hmm. sense of like, I want to do something that lasts for eternity? Or is it more, how do I describe it? Relational, like I guess create m- the family that's the generation. Maybe it's like, it's like both. I guess it's yeah. kind of like, I... I want, and it's funny because I literally was just journaling about this the other day. Um, I want, like, my great-great-grandkids to be told stories about how our family line was changed. Mm. Because yeah, there's so much chaos and so much turmoil in my family line on both sides when you look at it. Mm-hmm. And it just funnels down. Um, and I just, like, I made this decision like right out of high school that I had like prayed to God. I was like, I want my kids to have, not just have a better life than what I had, 
but I want them to like generationally, like what I teach them, I want them to teach their kids Mm -hmm. and I want it to be good and life giving and fulfilling. And then I want their kids to teach their kids. And I want that. Like, um, I think it's, um, Oh, what is her name? Christine Kane. She has this phrase. She said, she says, um, I want to draw a bloodline in the sand. And it's like everything that happened to past generations divorce, abuse, mm-hmm. um, you know, addiction, that stops with me. Yeah. And it stops mm-hmm. here. And my family not just knows better, mm-hmm. but they, they know. And it, it like just, it flows down. Mm-hmm. It's like wholeness and healthiness. Um, and life flows from, yeah. from me. Like it starts That's here. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess like, it's like a little bit of both, not really in like a work sense, mm-hmm. Um, I don't really, I mean, I don't really care if I leave something behind in like (laughs) the career world. It's kind of just like, meh. Um, but it's, it's like, like I have that like desire Mm -hmm. for my family to know like healthy is possible Mm -hmm. and it can, it can be Mm multi-generational. Like it doesn't have to just stop with my kids. Like my kids can know what it's like to Mm -hmm. have a healthy life and then teach their kids how to have a healthy life. So and I think I, I I think that's cool because it it helps expand it for me of like this legacy gene looks looks similar but in certain respects looks mm-hmm. different for women as for men not not yeah. totally but you understand what I mean mm-hmm. and I think for men there's there's something deep in us that really shows us we want to leave something behind us whether it's career whether mm-hmm. it's legacy whether mm-hmm. it's it's Achievement, whether it's just changing the world enough to that last several generations, um, it's something that we have deep inside. Mm-hmm. So for men, we we very much in our heads want to craft, we want to mm-hmm. build a lot of times, and it doesn't necessarily look like taking two by fours and hammers and nails. Yeah. Right. There's other men who they they want to create through art, mm-hmm. or they want to create through video game design. Mm-hmm. Or they want to create through building a business. Or they want to create through having a family and lots of children. Mm-hmm. All of that is kind of that legacy gene, which, you know, you're really talking about the family yeah. dynasty. Right. Which, you know, like I said the other night, I want my son to build off of my shoulders. I mm-hmm. want him to be a better man than I ever was. Yeah, right. But I want to set a pretty high bar for yeah, him. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And, and my father, he's a good man, but a very quiet man. Mm. And he's... He's he's done things that were that I see and very much admire. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong. I, I admire what he's done in his life because he provided for our family. He stepped out, took a risk, started a business. The business has done well for the past 25 years or whatever. He, But he's been very much a homebody, mm-hmm. not very opinionated. He, he has his opinions, but he doesn't really share them. Mm, he, right. You know, that yeah. kind of guy. I... I want to build off of his shoulders, but man, I want to go a whole new direction. Mm-hmm. I want to change the nation. Right. And I want to leave my mark on this nation mm-hmm. for Christ. Um, and so I'm going a different path than my dad ever did because I'm, I'm wading into waters that I'm not always comfortable with. You know, those mm-hmm. that you're putting your head out on a pike, you know, for a lot of people when you're, when you do what I do, yeah, you know, like, and Seriously, you guys yeah. are doing it mm-hmm. too. 
and yeah. it's kind of count the cost, you know. Mm-hmm. But you get to a point where it's, I know what I need to do, so I'm going to do it, and I don't care what comes against me. Right. I don't mind if my son goes that route. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he becomes a successful business owner mm-hmm. or he becomes a successful graphic designer or architect. Pursue it with all of your vigilance. Mm-hmm. Succeed in the ways that God's called you to succeed. Right. And I think for men... One of the things, and this is really important because when we don't pursue that legacy gene, that's where all the problems start to happen. And you had kind of alluded to it earlier. When When we don't pursue that, when we don't fulfill that, men actually get a raise in testosterone from achievement. When we achieve something great, there's a spike of testosterone, Mm -hmm. there's a spike of endorphins, there's a spike of energy. And when we don't, guess what happens? The opposite. Mm -hmm. You you droop, you drop, your testosterone Mm -hmm. drops over the period of time. You you become listless, lethargic, apathetic. Mm -hmm. You become depressed. And I really believe that depression for a lot of of people, both men and women, Mm -hmm. is... The inability to fulfill the expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. You know, and and I I speak from personal mm-hmm. experience. It was one of those things of like I wasn't fulfilling the expectations I had on myself mm-hmm. or that other people had for me, and I knew deep down I wasn't fulfilling those, mm-hmm. and I wasn't doing what I should be doing or what I wanted to pursue, and it that depression starts to happen because you you can't. Um, you, you can't, re- right. and when you can't reconcile, you're, you're, oh, fuck, I'm just a horrible person. I can't do this, right? Mm-hmm. And all the negative self-talk. Sure. Why negative self-talk? Because you're not doing yeah. what you want to be doing right. where you can positively mm-hmm. self-talk about yourself. Yeah. And what, what I think, especially my generation, your generation of guys, we didn't have the mentors, like I said earlier, and we're not being pushed to fulfill what, God has placed in us. Yeah. And especially all of the language that's coming through for guys these days, you're evil white male, mm-hmm. you're racist, mm-hmm. you're toxic, right. you hate women, you yeah. need to just sit down and shut up because we're done hearing from you. Mm-hmm. Men, women are outperforming men in pretty much all of the indicators. Right. Like, especially in the education field. Yeah. They're getting more degrees. They're mm-hmm. getting higher grades. They're getting higher degrees. They're they're uh, going farther in college. Mm-hmm. They're going farther in high school. Yeah. Men are much higher rates of suicide, of drug addiction, of alcohol abuse, of, yeah. of depression, all of that. And yet, still what's pushed down their throats is, you're a white male. You have privilege. You need to back off so those women get a chance. I'd say women don't need a chance. Right. But we have a communication problem, and that I tend to see it as there's a large segment of society and culture that doesn't care mm-hmm. that men are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it, it's almost become this game of yeah. revenge. Right. Especially mm-hmm. with the, the feminist movement in its third yeah. wave, it's become a game of revenge. Yeah. Right. Stomp yeah. on the men, push them down. Mm-hmm. They they held us down 200 years ago. They held us down 100 years ago. Yeah. So we're going to crush them and we're going to take Now is our straight. time. Now like, is our time. We step forward. I think that's like really yeah. interesting because I feel like um, just thinking about that of um, like just, I don't know, just trying to like circle back to like the Bible. So sin enters 
the world through man. And I feel like maybe since then, it's been this attack of like, I almost feel like if men, like worldwide, could figure this out, like the enemy would be done for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if families could step up, like mm-hmm. if every family, even in this just like general, like South Florida area, mm-hmm. would step up um, and would shape their lives biblically. Um, and men would really work to be biblical men. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that like it would put like serious fear in the enemy. And I think that's why there's such an attack on men is because if they figure that out, then the enemy has nothing left on the rest of society. If we can figure out, I don't want to say like how to reverse the curse because that sounds silly. (laughs) But like (laughs) if, if men can figure out that like through Christ, that is like broken off of them and that's broken off of their family, mm-hmm. then he has no foothold. He has nothing to hold on to. Right. And that's what he's desperately holding on to. And it's causing, I feel like it's causing women to step up in that way of like, if we just knock men down enough, or men mm-hmm. are already in this place where they're knocked down. Mm-hmm. Now let's use the helper Let's use the person who's supposed to be there to come alongside. Oh, that's good. And let's use them to knock them down more. That's good. Because I feel, and I don't know what the theology is on this, but I feel like men are more susceptible to the voice of a woman. And I think that that is like from creation. Um, I think that's why a lot of men, um, this is going to sound silly, but (laughs) I think that's why a lot of men kind of have like this soft spot for like their mom mm-hmm. is because men just are predisposed to have a sensitivity to the voice of women, whether or not they'll admit it or realize mm-hmm. it. Um, but it's just like engraved in their brains. And so if women are telling them that they're for lack of a better term, crap, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that they need to stop and that they need to act this way and be this way. Um, to have love or to have like respect or to have those things that men are pre-wired for, then they're going to do that just kind of like by nature because Mm -hmm. that's what women are telling them to do. Um, And I feel like it's like, it's a control on women, but it's also a control on men because if men would just stand up and not in like a militant way, Um, But in like a way of love of starting with their families, Mm -hmm. starting with their wives, starting with their daughters, that's Mm -hmm. like a big one. Um, And teaching their daughters like this is what a man looks like. And this is how a man should treat you. But then this is also how a man acts in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there would just be I feel like there would just be like a major there would be a major shift there. Right. But it's just like. Um, so disheartening to see like the whole like m- feminism, <laughs> like <laughs> trumping men or whatever, like getting rev- their revenge um, or whatever. It's like instead of just trying to silence men, why don't like why can't we just work together? Why can't we just work together? <laughs> That's an ENFJ thing to say. Why can't we just all be Let's together? All like work together. really, like why can't we just work together to like make a better um, like 
environment for the next generation. Like, why can't we work together to to um, to show like I don't know what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, like, be better. Um, Represent, like, represent. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I get what you're saying. Uh, it's like, why can't we work together to make a world, the the world, a better place for the next? <laughs> it sounds so cliche, but like, <laughs> no, it's but like, working like, together instead of fighting. Yes, right. Instead of going, like, it's not. <laughs> it no, keep the cliches rolling. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing, not crying, guys. Like, um, I don't know. I, and it's not just like physically. I feel like people don't realize this is a spiritual battle too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not men against women. <laughs> it's so stupid. I no, it's true. Yeah, keep, going. keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Get on your soapbox, girl. Come on. <laughs> I feel like if we would just realize that we are being deceived and we are being uh, like lies have been. Um, like the enemy is telling us lies and um, like telling us to just fight like um, against each other instead of working together. To <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, that's no. good. <laughs> and, and, I don't know. But you're but like, you're right you're because right. men and women were designed to become mm -hmm. one flesh, right? Yeah. Which is interesting because God takes a rib out of Adam mm -hmm. and creates Eve, which this separation of the body right separation yes. of flesh yet then we're called when we get married to become one mm -hmm. flesh again um and if you notice in the garden eve is deceived adam's not deceived right. mm -hmm. he knows what's he knows right and, wrong. and after they've done it and god's asking mm -hmm. adam goes the woman you gave me <laughs> so he just blames two other people in one shot mm about his mistake. Right. The first victim Adam you gave me. Yeah, the first victim. Right. So not only the woman. Yeah, it's you. You gave her to me. <laughs> right. And she mm -hmm. conned me into this, even though Adam was standing right there. Right. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Pause. Do you guys hear? Yes. yes. Okay, it's is that normal? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's it's it? not in your head. Okay. I thought that too. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> is there a radio signal coming through? Like, what is it? We Are don't know. We don't know. We it just happens. figure out how to get it to stop. <laughs> we just, we're just letting do it. But it doesn't show up on the final track? No. It's so weird. It is so weird. Very weird. Anyway. Weird. Anyways, sorry. I had to call it out because I was like, I... Sometimes you think it's in your head. Other people hear it too, don't Okay, all right. Not just me. You're good. Um... <laughs> Anyways, back to it. Mm -hmm. So I think what you're pointing out is is really accurate. Of mm -hmm. like that term helper is for a reason because mm -hmm. two people. What was the the calling for Adam to do uh, on the earth? Go out and subdue the earth. Right. Be a steward of it. Mm -hmm. Take care of it. Take mm -hmm. care of the animals. Take care of the plants. Be a steward. And I think even more so, God wanted us to go out and explore the world and take dominion yeah. over it. And the, the woman is supposed to come alongside the man, and they're both supposed to go out as one flesh and handle what God has given them to do. Right. And we've, we've twisted that up, and you were talking about the satanic element of, and I mean it in the truest sense, the satanic element of attacking the family. Right. You notice a lot of these movements try to reduce the power of the family. Right. You look at the, the worst places on earth, there is not a good family relationship going on in, in those worst yeah. places on earth. And you look at what 
what something like Marxism has done or communism, it basically says like, well, Marx and Engels more so. Um, I think like communism in real practice mm -hmm. in the world, they've, they've kind of stayed away from destroying the family, you know, like China or Soviet mm -hmm. Union. I, I mean, outside of the genocide, but yeah. <laughs> besides oh. the, the <laughs> family destruction of genocide, they destroyed the whole family, not just part of the family. But just kill them <laughs> right the whole family at least. so Marx and Engels though both saw the family as something that needed to be abolished mm, right. get rid of it right that's that's an old structure you need to get rid of that we're we're gonna have the state take care of the family or you know that it's something where Engels especially attacks the idea of the family and I just find it interesting that the family tends to come up as a point of attack, whether it's abortion, mm -hmm. and so therefore the children, the unborn, getting yeah. rid of them, whether it's the fathers, which we're saying they're toxic, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they shouldn't be a part of it, and all of our all of our culture seems to lift up the strength of the single mother mm -hmm, and right. the importance of the single mother, which I'm not saying that single mothers aren't important, mm -hmm. and, and God help them, mm -hmm. right. but why are we casting them up as the ideal? Right. And that's what we've been showing them lately is the single mother is the ideal because we, we remove the father. We think what we're doing is we're, we're giving a nod to the single mother and her sacrifice, but what we're actually doing is reinforcing the ideal yeah, right. of mm -hmm. the single mother. Right. When we should be presenting a strong father, a strong mother, mm -hmm. right? A, a cohesive unit that's working together. Mm -hmm. And biblically, father is the head. And the mother is the helper, right? Right. Yeah. Why? And and let's go there. You know, why not get more hate mail? <laughs> yeah. why, I love it. Why does scripture call the male the, the head? Have you ever tried to steer a car with two steering wheels? No, but I heard that in drivers ed they have two steering wheels. They do. Okay. Could you imagine what would happen if people went opposite directions at once? It would totally rip apart the car right or like hurt at least the under workings <laughs> of the car <laughs> so it's very difficult to drive a car with two steering wheels right it's very difficult to drive a family with two heads mm -hmm. now what god did was god said look i'm gonna put man as the head mm -hmm. and i think he he gave man that desire to go out and push forward and protect yeah. and provide all yeah. of that because god said look i'm gonna make you the head now here's the other part of it god told man you're responsible mm -hmm. for your family yeah. and for how your wife comes out. Yeah. So now all of a sudden it's not just mm -hmm. you're responsible to take care of them. It's what does what is your wife like by the end of it? Right. If mm -hmm. she is a, a broken down, sad, mm -hmm. lonely, just unactualized person you have failed as a husband. Yeah. But if she is a beautiful, shining example of the fulfillment of potential of who God has created mm -hmm. her to be, you have done well because you've sacrificed yourself to lift her right, up. Right. That's really mm -hmm. the imagery that God mm -hmm. gives is this imagery yeah. of lifting her up to Christ. Yeah. I'm not building her for me for eternity. I'm right. building her to hand her to Christ. Right. That's a level of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so the responsibility, yeah, the, the leadership of the family is put on the head of the man, but so is the responsibility of it. Right. And the man has to answer for that. Mm -hmm. You know, And I think 
I think if, if we do away with being scared about these ideas of roles and these mm -hmm. ideas of, of what God has created us to be, we can start stepping more into it. And society, of course, if, if general society is telling you, well, God's wrong, we're right, yeah. then obviously where are their hearts, you know? Right. And, and when you see a fulfillment of what God designed it to be, there's a beautiful part to it. Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot of peace in that, right. and I I know, I know families who have absolutely fulfilled what God has created in them, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, I was telling Giselle the other day um, that there is there's this family that I followed for a really long time, um, and the husband is an author. They're actually both authors. Um, but very early on in their marriage and in their relationship, they realized that something wasn't working because he was traveling a lot and she was staying home with their kids and it was just very, like, she felt overly exhausted. Mm -hmm. And motherhood really is a full-time job. Yeah. And you never get a break. You never get a vacation. Right. You never mm -hmm. get to go home from that right. job. Mm -hmm. It's always constant. Um, and so she just was just kind of feeling really run down. And so they knew that something had to change in their family because – their kids weren't getting enough of him, and she wasn't getting enough of him. And so it was just kind of like this broken down, um, kind of, I feel almost like what a lot of healthier families typically look like. You see, like, the husband goes out every single day um, or travels a long period of time, and the wife stays home, but then there's not really a break for her. Yeah. And he's not present, even when he is home. And so... They had, like, walked through this whole, like, revelation period. I won't get into it. His name was Jefferson Bethke, if you want to know more about their story. Um, but they've pretty much changed their entire family structure hmm. to where they've decided our family is our team. Mm -hmm. We all play on the same team. Your brothers and sisters, they're your teammates. You guys advance in this world together. You guys play this game called life, you guys play this together. You lean on each other because far after we're gone, you guys will have each other. And so they really push that relationship. Um, but even more than that, it's deciding to completely uproot their family structure and, okay, how do we make a life that, like, I as the male am still not me, I'm speaking as him. I feel like that was confusing. Um, but, but he kind of got to a place where he was like, where, how do I as the male go out and still make money and be the breadwinner, so to speak, for my family while still allowing my wife to kind of have the time that she needs? Um, and it was a lot of like back and forth to where they literally sit down. And I'm not saying that this is like what has to happen for your family to be successful, but this is just kind of what's worked for them. And they looked at scripture and they were like, what is the biblical church? What is, what is the biblical family? And how do we push every single day to become that? Um, and so they, he's done tons of studies on rites of passage. So I thought that was really oh, cool. cool. Um, he's done um, tons of just like thinking about like, okay, what are rites of passages for men? Because if you think about it, there are no rites of passage for American no. societal men. If you want me to talk for another hour, get me on that. <laughs> right. Um, but, like, in when you study, like, um, ancient, like, Judaism, like, what Jesus would have walked 
Jesus would have had like a classic Jewish like coming of age ritual when he was like, I think it's like 12 years old in the Jewish tradition when they're 12 years old. They walk through and don't ask me what the steps are because I don't know. (laughs) Um, But they walk through certain things. And so they've kind of made that their own in their own family. Um, And just this idea of like maybe just to like round everything out so that we can kind of like wrap up. Mm -hmm. But just this idea of, okay, how do we as a family walk forward together Mm. um, and how do we encourage each other to be the best um, versions or the, the most whole versions that Christ has created us to be. Mm. Um, And that for him had to start with his relationship with his wife of like, she needs to be the person that God created her to be. Mm. And while being a mother is part of that, there's so much more that God has put inside of her and me as her husband, I need to, know when to step aside and allow her to go for that. And since then she's written like four books and is just like, um, they've just really kind of flourished as a family. And it's just really cool to kind of have that, see that example. Um, but yeah, there's just, there has to be like a balance for men and women. I think is maybe just like the moral here. There has to be a balance for men and women. Um, but yeah. Well, before we, like, um, wrap this up, I kind of want to make it, like, a little personal. Yeah. um, And ask you. (laughs) Um, So what, um, and you're growing up, like, what did your um, dad, (laughs) yeah, did your dad set, like, a pretty good example for you, like, um, as a man? And what is, like, uh, I can't think of what I was going to say. Um, what is, do you, like, feel any pressure, um, as a Christian man, like, and, I don't know what I'm trying to say, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Pressure, pressure in what sense? (laughs) Like, um, how has it been, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Well, let me, let me answer the first question. <laughs> okay. Um, as far as my dad, I thought he, he set a good example in mm-hmm. certain respects. Right. Um, in certain respects of being diligent in, in this idea of providing and this idea of work. Um, yeah. Now... I went through a lot of stages of feeling like he wasn't home enough. And I, I think that's something that every boy has to kind of go through of like, okay, understanding the tension and balance between providing and doing the work that needs to be done, yet still being home. Right. I never feel like I'm home enough for my son, right? Mm-hmm. And I it scares me that he'll grow up and be like, well, dad was never home because mm-hmm. dad was always you know, at the church or doing podcasts. And, and I really don't want that because I don't want him to resent. Yeah. Um, but for me... I think where my dad did well was my dad was was a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's a good man. You know, it's, he's not that man that um, showed egregious sin in yeah. any area of his right. life. Um, the very just kind of straight laced guy, quiet mm-hmm. guy, right? Um, where I think he may have struggled uh, through my eyes growing up was there wasn't enough mentorship of bringing me along. Mm -hmm. It was more, you're my son, 
I put food on the table for you. Yeah. You know, not to say we didn't yeah. we didn't go out fishing once in a while or play catch once in a while, <laughs> but looking back at my childhood, I didn't. I don't recollect that I had this father who was down on his knee all the time. Yeah. Like, okay, here's what we do now. Here's where we, no, right. no, no, don't go that way. Come this way. Let's go. Let me show you how to do this mm-hmm. because you need to know how to do this to show your son. Right. That type of relationship, I, I don't recollect. And how has that affected you, like, as a man? Yeah, it's, it, I felt behind the eight ball for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, and I, I very much felt like I had to play catch up. Yeah. And and that was the tough part of it was it wasn't until early to mid 20s that I started to really figure things out. And I felt I don't blame him, but I felt yeah. robbed mm-hmm. of of a lot of wisdom and skill and and raising that yeah. I had to figure out on my own later on. And I think that's why I'm so passionate for other men yeah. is is I didn't I didn't feel I had it in the abundance that I needed it. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that other men don't have to deal with it because there is something gratifying about being able to change a car tire Mm -hmm. or change oil or, you know, build a wall or like just general and and not just shallow in that sense, but being trained up of like, how do you be a man in this world? And how do you stand on principle? How do you, how do you move forward? How Mm -hmm. do you take care of your family yet still be present and, and, create the team Mm -hmm. you know and so that's that's really i think it was that lack okay that built into me what what is today you know okay so i figure out what i was trying to ask so you were talking about earlier um how the man is like responsible for his family and like his wife or whatever how does that um like for you, like, how has that looked in your life? Like, do you feel pressure at all from having that big of a responsibility over you? Like, for you? A little bit, yes. Um, Especially the protection of my Mm -hmm. family, and that's been a process. Uh, Provision and protection, very much. Um, But the process has been trusting in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds cliche, but every level, I've had to learn a deeper sense of trusting the Lord that it's actually his family, right. not right. just mine. And that, that comes into focus for my son where the ministry that I do comes with risks. And Massey and I have had this conversation of there may come a point where my family is at risk mm-hmm. because of what I do. So the question right. becomes, okay, do I not do it even though I'm called mm-hmm. to it? And I had to have that moment of being able to give up my family to the Lord and say, Lord, I trust you completely. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't mean that I don't still have myself armed at home, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm still there to protect them, right. but ultimately they're in his hands mm-hmm. because he loves them more than I do. Right. And this has been a process continually of growing in, Lord, I've got to trust you yeah. on all of this stuff. Because I've got to walk with you and trust you as I do what you've called me to do, that you'll take care of the rest. Right. You know, yeah, so that as I grow, the pressure lessens mm. in certain respects just because I'm putting it on the Lord. Yeah. Right. You know. Learning to That's trust good. God. That's yeah. good. So. Okay. Okay. So, well, I guess we'll end. <laughs> but thank you so much for um, 
being on here and talking about this and sharing. This was a really good conversation. I hope. And we really look forward to reading your hate mail. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. It's the highlight of our week. (laughs) So before we end it, you gotta be quick. Um, Oh yeah. Every episode, we've been like encouraging our guests. We'll make it snappy. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot to say. Just kidding. No, that's fine. Five Uh, seconds. We're good. Right. So, uh, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? I'll start. Okay. Okay. Um, Michael. <laughs> Mike, it's been a long if you time will. since I've heard that. <laughs> Michael Sonnebelt. Michael Sonnebelt. What's your middle name? Christian. Michael, Michael Christian, Christian Sonnebelt. <laughs> flashbacks of my mom. <laughs> yes, that's the goal. Um, I just really admire the example that you are. Mm-hmm. because we're sitting here talking about like what does it look like to be a godly man mm-hmm. and it makes this uh, I want to decide how I want to say this <laughs> <laughs> it as okay as a single person it makes me feel hopeful and feel good for the generation that I live in knowing that there are still yeah. men like you who mm-hmm. walk around and who encourage and who pour into other yeah. young men, especially in the ministry that you're in. Um, and so it is encouraging for me mm-hmm. um, to just, like, know the kind of man in your character um, and to just know, like, um, like Mike Sonneville exemplifies in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, like, the kind of man that men should be. Yeah. Um, so... That's just kind of like going off of like today <laughs> and stuff. Um, other than that, I really, uh, I really love the way that like we can always talk about really deep mm-hmm. like conversations that I don't feel like I can have with everybody. Is so like skittish nowadays. <laughs> um, but I like that you don't you don't ever shy away from a really hard conversation, yeah. whether it's like a personal conversation with somebody or like a uh, really deep political conversation (laughs) with like a big group of people Mm -hmm. you just you never shy away from that never hold back truth from people I feel like that is so rare today to see like just truth just blatantly offered to people Mm -hmm. but like in love Mm -hmm. um and I feel like you just do that so well so thank you you're welcome Okay. Giselle. So, <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> Here we go. She might cry. So, I might actually. <laughs> Literally, everything that I said earlier about like what a man, is, like that I what I see as an ideal man, you literally like embody that. Right. Um, um, cause not okay. I see you and Melissa as like parent <laughs> they're not that much older than us but they I are our mom I, and dad. Literally, I literally see you as like a father figure um and I feel like I'm not like trying to I'm not trying to like um talk bad about my stepdad but he did like the best he could um right for, given like what he, he was like 20 20 in his 20s whenever he met my mom and um, she had two kids already. So he had to take care of two kids that weren't his own. So he did his best. But, like, I feel like there's so much that you offer that I never had. You <laughs> didn't bring the tissue box, so try and um, keep it to your sleeves. That I didn't have growing up. 
because like you do like you have a backbone like you know how to stand up for your family and for what is right but you're still so gentle <laughs> uh, it's okay <laughs> you're still like so caring and gentle whenever you need to be and like you guys mean so much to me <laughs> <Are you emotional? laughs> it's okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> you guys mean so much to me um just knowing that I can come to you guys for literally anything. I can be as vulnerable as I want to be, and you guys wouldn't, like, my opinion, <laughs> like, your opinion of me would not change. Right. Um, and having some, like, people like that in my life has been, like, has been so good for me because um, there was a time where I was going through so much and I just wanted to go away like I just wanted to leave and um like run away from everything but you like you and Melissa were literally the reason why I stayed <laughs> and like why I am where I am today so <laughs> anyway <laughs> thank you for being that for me <laughs> thank you I love you guys love you guys are amazing Thanks. We try. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's well, like, what, the third or fourth podcast? It's right on. It's okay. You guys are used to it by now. We'll end it here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening or watching. Um, we really love just doing this. We really wish that we could be more attentive to do it more often. It's just really hard in this season yeah. of life. So thank you guys for bearing with us and just being patient. Um, yeah. And um, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Follow us on Instagram, our journal entry on Instagram. Um, subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. on YouTube. You get to watch our beautiful faces <laughs> along with our giggling. So you're welcome. Um, and, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.